What's up, Freddy? What's up, Shady? We have two guests here today, one uninvited, the construction noise from outside. Exactly. We have a friend that came uh, here to do an amazing construction outside. And then we have another friend that come from very far, from the moon, <laughs> Zarina. She's a photographer and a fashion entrepreneur. She is uh, our monthly guest in our creative corner. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me here today. No, it's our pleasure. I'm sorry there is this overlap with our friend from the construction <laughs> guy, but hopefully for those of you who are listening, uh, there's no brown noise in the, in the background. Mm. Yeah, at least I feel I'm not alone here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Not friends. Zarina, as we were saying, uh, you're doing a lot of things here in uh, China, but you started your own uh, fashion brand. Yes. Um, we met many times before. You were recently also a guest here in Anto for the Pechacucha. And uh, maybe we start about telling about your beautiful project that for those of you who can uh, come over to Nanto, we'll be able to see in our creative corner until next month. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm very glad to you guys that you gave us this chance actually to represent uh, our closings here. And uh, we set the corner here in creative corner and you like people uh, who would like to see touch the clothes they can come and so this is the only chance uh, now to see the clothes like in real life because uh, nowadays everything is digital and uh, stores and uh, right. like people don't really know how the clothes made or how it feels if you didn't purchase it and you didn't like it, get it but here there is a chance to come to try to see that's nice and how did it all started here um, putting together this uh, fashion uh, uh, project? Okay, let me start from the very, very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I live in China for almost like uh, 11 years. Uh, right. And um, China become my home. And I was doing like a lot of things here. Um, and myself like i love fashion i love clothes and this was my like a passion since my childhood but i never thought that I, one day actually i would be involved to this industry and i would like dedicate myself um, but the things uh, came by itself to my life um, because i'm a collector i love to collect okay. clothes and this thing actually uh, came to me uh, from my grandmother because my grandmother loved traveling a lot when she was young and like uh, in her yeah entire her entire life she would like to travel around the world and she would like to bring some pieces from different part of the world okay and then as a child um, it was always for me interesting if I would open her wardrobe, it was full of like a different kind of clothes. From everywhere From in the everywhere. world. everywhere. And that was something. Uh, and you know, as a child, you kind of like, oh, it's like treasure box. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandma also was a good like a storyteller and every single uh, clothes which she would take out from wardrobe it's like a story behind and right. she would tell me like uh, from where it is and usually it's something like handmade uh, she would buy it from like uh, directly from the person who actually made it and uh yeah and i was kind of like for me it was something really amazing uh and uh, 
So that's why coming here to China, I realized. Uh, Did you? Sorry to interrupt. Did your grandma also make her own clothes too, or the thing is like, or just yeah, like uh, a collector? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I came like from very interesting family because uh, the grandma I'm talking about, this is my father's mom. All right. And from my mother's side, uh, like uh, her family, her, her like a father, my grandfather, he is uh, actually he's a professor in like uh, techniques, uh, and uh, he's like a math genius. But at the same time, because he himself, like he came uh, from the uh, little village where people were like uh, raised as a farmers. But my grandfather kind of like uh, didn't see his future as a farmer. He wanted to be educated and he wanted to be like something. Where are you from? I'm not sure. Did <laughs> yes, I think like everyone <laughs> questioning is like yeah. uh, the, the moon. <laughs> the moon. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I'm from the very small uh, country in Central Asia, Tajikistan, and I'm I think like I'm the only representative from that country because <laughs> everyone is just like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Where is it? You know, it's just like yeah. I think it's a really kind of sad thing to my country that uh, people don't really spread around uh, okay. uh, and tell about the country. Okay, come back to the grandpa. So and uh, but uh, after he left his family by by the decision that he wants to be uh, that he wants to get the education, his uh, parents kind of said like, okay, so that's now you're leaving this house and you want uh, get back here. So you're gonna survive. You're gonna do yourself what you want uh, and no financial support from us. So and my father. Uh, my grandfather, so he got married, he had children, but uh, the lack of money in the family kind of like pushed him to make clothes for his children himself. Okay. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you would see my grandfather, it's just like, oh, you can make clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all my aunties and uh, uncles, they are able to uh, make clothes themselves also. Oh, okay. Even like uh, my. Um, like my mom, she's a doctor. My aunt, uh, she she's an engineer, and like they have all kind of like uh, good jobs, but still they are able to produce clothes. And my grandmother from my father's side, this is all you see. Like uh, all people in my family, they have some connection to clothes. To clothes and the yes. fashion. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, and that's why when I came to China, I found out uh, here, uh, like the amount of clothes are huge. But then, uh, and you go here like a Taobao, right? So uh, you can't find cool things. I don't say like a Taobao full of like a trashiest things. No, like you can find. They're just cool. like cheap mass produced. But they're clothes. like a cheap, and it's like hundred percent copy of the other things. Right. And then, uh, yes, I can buy it. Yes, I would look cool. But uh, and because for me, as I said, for me, it's more important uh, to know. Uh, the story behind all the clothes because right. ha nowadays the clothes the itself it's nothing it's just like it's something it's just piece of cloth the idea so I think the most important thing this is the idea for example if some person produce a hat right so and it means like he, he put his heart there inside and this and I know that there are no hundreds of pieces of this hat maybe five let's say ten right and so and I have one of this hat in my wardrobe it makes me and whenever i wear that it's kind of like giving you feelings some feelings right yes, true. So. also it is an added uh, value i mean whether you yes, know it is. it's a it's a brand or or a, or a craft still i agree with you that what makes the difference is the story or the concept behind because otherwise uh, it's something that everybody can 
access uh, in an easy way without knowing what there is behind. That's true. So that's why I think like uh, people should be more. And now because we live in this, uh, the life is like it goes so fast and people always like eat, 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 have, have, have. And we don't have time to actually sit down and think like mm. what's going on. It's not about even just clothes. It's about our life. We are kind of like uh, consumers. We won't always use, 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 take, take and suck everything what we can uh, from the earth without actually thinking what we're giving back. Yeah. yeah so. That's why I came up with the idea as also I, I'm saying like I know that uh, as a just a person I cannot save the planet it's just like uh, it's kind of like utopia uh, it's almost impossible but I'm the person who likes to try even mm -hmm. I know probably I won't succeed but at least I will try and that uh, feeling that I tried gives me kind of like yeah, yeah. Well, I think that it First of all, despite what is the final product, in your case, clothes, but whatever, but as I always say, the most important and sustainable things that we can do as designers, as creator, is to make things last. Because when you give a value to that thing, that piece of clothes, I will not wear it, you know, like uh, 20 times in a month and then throw it away after yes. three months. But because there's a value, I will have more conscience in using it and probably is gonna last long because I'm gonna keep it for some years. Even myself, I still have some t-shirts that I'm very affectionate about that I don't use too often, but I have them since uh, maybe 10, 15 Ten years, years because there is a, yeah. you know, someone special gave it to me or- You have a good memory behind it. It's a good shirt. memory yeah. and uh, you know, and even sometimes if, if they cannot fit them too much, I still have it in my wardrobe, you know. It's like one day gonna come back to you. <laughs> like a collection, maybe you know, one day my my niece, my sons, whatever. But uh, yeah, when, when there is a value, you make things last, and there is a you are able to influence the behavior of uh, of people, whether they it's a self-conscious decision or not. But when you give them something with value, they will not trash it. That's true. As fast. Absolutely. As, uh, and the, the idea also, I think, um, I, like how it was before that uh, all the clo clothes were uh, like uh, made by Taylor just for you. And then, as you know, like, uh, like in the movies, uh, when a mother passed her wedding dress to her daughter. Right. And then how it goes from generation to generation, right? right. And I think this is something beautiful. So to have this piece from the past, but as I said, nowadays, no, because most of their uh, brands, clo like uh, uh, clo uh, clothing brands, they like it produced by seasons. And then they say like even yeah. these big, big brands as Zara, mass market brands, mm -hmm. they say this a lot by saying like, uh, if you ask them why the quality is so bad, like they would say like, you just wear this one season and that's it. The purpose of this piece just just to wear one season. Uh, that's a bit no, of the terrible. problem of the, of the industry because I understand that from the business point of view you cannot keep on selling the same thing over and over it's not like furniture yes that's true at the same time because of this then you trigger people to want it to want to be up to fashion mm -hmm. and updated every so often and then you will always be pushed to buy new things and throw away old ones but at least um, yeah, being conscious about that problem will, again, hopefully 
make people try to you know rather than trash it recycle it donate it uh, you know i think that the industry has a problem that is not going to be easily solved but uh before changing the people i think that the business behind like you're doing or even like other bigger brands are doing uh is what will affect the the market i don't remember who it was it was a very big brand that was um like ge- giving giving back um, discounts or coupons for receiving back their i don't know jeans or of any kind because they would have done Levi's the next h&m I, th- H&M. I think it was h&m yeah, okay they still, they still do and even like they uh, it's not all, all it should be only their clothes any clothes. yeah, yeah any yeah, yeah, any yeah, yeah, clothes yeah. because they donate them to other people or no they re- like recycle, recycle them yeah. fabric recycle and reuse it yeah so what is the concept behind your brand and how you make your clothes like so we applied so many concepts into this brand that's like one day i was like oh there's so many <laughs> meanings so the first like if we talk about the design and let's talk about the name first yes yeah, so uh, and also i would like to say that i'm not the only founder of this of this brand uh like if from the very beginning i was the only person who started this business and uh the name uh yes it it has my name <laughs> it's always people ask me like oh you're the designer or just like the only person who makes clothes no so uh when we were uh creating the name because um we wanted as a dna of our brand we wanted to apply different personalities and create a person like okay. create one person who would have like a different piece of everyone okay so and uh and also no we had a like a person he was like helping us to set up the brand's name he was like leading us to the way to make it right so because we were searching for the girl's name like which would fit there so and um we like went through many names and then he was like yeah what about your name I didn't really feel comfortable that the brand would have like yeah, my name, but because he said like it has Z and Z sounds like it sounds good, and then we can like yeah, also create another surname, so which will like yeah, together will sound good. Uh, yeah. So I was kind of like uh, I don't know, um, uh, but then uh, the rest of the team they were like yeah let's do that it sounds good, so and then we just like it went through this by selecting like my name as a brand's name and also this Nelson uh, it's a kind of surname but it's not the real surname just like made up surname Mm -hmm. and we also created uh, this kind of girl uh, uh, which which actually is Zarina Nelson. Is the character impersonating yes, character. the brand, right? Yes, it's right? a character which has this. And also we created, before like we started to uh, actually run the brand, we created like her life. Like we wrote everything about her everyday oh, okay. routine, like uh, described her house, like wow. what does she do, like uh, what kind of friends she has, like uh, even like what food she eats. Because for us, it was very important to see this character because in the future, it's like a, you target some people, right? So right. they have to be kind of similar mindset to the character we created. So, yeah, this is. It's a beautiful idea to try to, let's say, frame the targets and the potential behavior that you would like people yes. to have. Well, I just had like the idea of like uh, if you ever did like a catalog or something of your products, 
or your clothes you could have like, almost like uh, her diary yeah you know like written in her her voice and her perspective like on june 27th i went to the uh, whatever right you know yeah. like a coffee shop and then have like a picture of her favorite necklace and the dress that you guys have right and it's kind of like this yeah. cool like instead of just being like a, a product catalog of bullshit but it it, it gives people insight into you know the person that you've made sounds great you should sell us this idea <laughs> but it's too late <laughs> but also because you know psychologically i think that uh, when you can relate a person and a name even if it's a fictional one like in this case like in many other cases it gives you more the feeling of being close to someone rather than be close to something yeah it's not like uh, the brand but a person so it feels more uh, down to the scale that you want to work with rather than to the mass production of, right. uh, of things yeah so. yeah yeah. that's why we because uh, we didn't want to make some abstract name uh, because like you're saying exactly what we were thinking like by giving like a person and we all because we are many people behind right so that's why uh, we wanted to create this like personality by giving a name, a real name and surname, still giving the people there is a human behind. So, and do you also create physically how she looks? Yeah, we kind of like uh, uh, one of my uh, like uh, one of the founder also she she actually created how she looks and we uh, post it out and we have our platform mm -hmm. so we kind of like wrote a little article and also we posted a couple of cool. pictures like is she wearing the clothes like we have this kimono set so she was wearing that kimono set and the tank top and so yeah like you, you can see <laughs> you, you know one, one thing that comes to my mind i discovered it already last year there is a, um, a website that they use artificial intelligence mm. to create people mm. and uh, every time you refresh the page there is a different uh, face that looks incredibly real but that person doesn't exist is generated by the artificial intelligence but what you can do is sending pictures of different people and he combined the features into a real photo of a human that is made by the artificial intelligence yeah. combining the the faces and the features of the photos that you that you give i even remember that i think it was an architecture studio that in their website they posted a, um, a photo of um, like uh, I, I don't know how they addressed it but they say the, this is the the partners and, and they were they were writing like three four names but it was only one photo mm. that mm. is the result but you could never tell that it's fake i mean you look at it you think it's a someone took a photo of that person it's really crazy but it's creepy huh it's <laughs> creepy it's, like it really, it's yeah. creepy because i mean yeah. when you see that it really makes you wonder and think where this can go like, well there's one like um like a influencer social media influencer that's not a real person but it's she's a 3d girl yeah yeah yeah. but it looks it. like like photorealistic and stuff like that and she yeah. has like millions of followers and shit 
Yeah, even she has followers. I don't yeah. have million followers. <laughs> <laughs> she got them. <laughs> yeah, and I think they are you, the one you're talking about. They are also using her as an anchor for some. Yeah, it could be for right? some things, for some news. But yeah, I mean the technology in this sense is quite, uh, quite crazy, quite uh, scary. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's go back to the clothes. Yes. So that that's how you got the uh, you came up with the name. Yes, yes, and then uh, the design. Yes, yes, design. and also the your let's say manufacturing creation creation process. Okay, so um, it uh, the thing was we wanted to make limited number of each model. That was for us important, uh, and I started to like uh, search for the places, factories, and I visit I visited like a. Bunch of factories, and this is like mass production. So at least uh, what they will, they what they always require, like a uh, one model, one hundred piece, one side, one hundred pieces. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> first of all, because uh, it was startup, and we couldn't afford this. Right. That was the first thing. That's why we didn't even consider that. The second thing, we didn't want to produce 100 pieces. Uh, so that's why it was for us important to find uh, the place where we can produce the number which we want and also have good quality. So it's kind of like a win-win situation. It was difficult uh, because also, um, and what was the most for me interesting and funny thing? Most of the factories, when I was like asking them, uh, because you give the sketch right, so and then they need to transfer the sketch into the patterns, uh, and then uh, the question was like, yeah, can you make it? And they're like, yeah, uh, I think it's better to you just uh, buy some clothes which you like from uh, Amazon or whatever place bring us that clothes we just make it like a we just like a, they're gonna copy like it. A, yes open up the clothes just copy it and make it and for me it, that was something ridiculous I, I don't say like every factory said to me this thing but I remember that one factory uh, they told me this and I was like wow no thank you <laughs> bye bye <laughs> so That's and um, yes we were searching then we were searching for some uh, small workshop which could do this stuff but then we face like it that people not uh, quite qualified there like right. uh, because we were also trying to reach this point of quality which we had and luckily uh, because one of my partner uh, her name is Irina and she she lives in Guangzhou and she is actually in that industry so she knows like many people and by so she started to ask around and eventually we found a person a man like a, an amazing person uh, he is Chinese but he used to work in Europe for many years as a tailor so he knows the standard wow, European okay. standard how to make and the language I mean like this technical language it was same because before uh, people didn't really understand us like what we want in the technical point right so but he was kind of like very good at this and he was like oh I know like you all like you people from that part of the world expectations so high yeah I can make it <laughs> all right. That's so yes and this is how he got into our boat let's say and um, yeah and every single clothes as I say it's handmade uh, like yeah, we suit ourselves we make this clothes by like only one size three number so okay that, that's that's the thing and also before uh, the fabrics also was important for us uh, the fabrics which we use 
because uh, we didn't want to use uh, just kind of cheap fabric to make good thing because it wouldn't like it worse. Uh, so that's why we uh, would uh, we we went through like a quite expensive fabrics, which usually brands don't use. For example, let's say silk. Uh, and also, I did like a, a big research about this, uh, how the brands use fabrics. Most of the brands, if they want to use silk, they don't use 100% silk because it's quite expensive. They use the mixture, like uh, they right. give like a 60% of silk and 40% of something. But it means like uh, the uh, eventual price of the clothes would be cheaper. But then we wanted to go big. We just like if we play this game, we want to use like a good fabric. So you use the 100% silk? Yes, we use 100% silk and uh, also all the fabrics which we use, uh, we tested before we actually sew the clothes. Okay. Another thing, we wanted to test the fabrics before because like if people also... Like how, people, how would you test it? Like wear it or make something uh, and see how it feels? No, no, no. It's like a, um, uh, the factories, they also have like a laboratory things uh, and uh, we found a place where they... Uh, they had this kind of option to test the fabrics. Oh, okay. So uh, they also they wash them in like a special liquids, uh, and uh, also it's uh, about the colors and uh, because some people skin uh, they are allergics, right? Okay. So that's why we wanted to use uh, before we will make the clothes. We wanted to test the right. fabrics and then make the actual clothes. So that's why all the fabrics which we use, we are very sure about them. And also we use, uh, like we have tensile, we use tensile to make clothes and okay. uh, so like, as I said, silk. So, but uh, the thing is like all of these things affects the price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So, yes. and uh, e the thing is, and the price is quite high. And the people don't like, they're not ready for these prices. Be, and they don't understand like it to make this piece of clothes it actually costs a lot and they think like why should buy this i will buy similar thing cheaper so for example like the shirt that you have hanging in the space like how much would you guys like retail that for or sell that for it's around 600 600 yes i think that's reasonable yeah yeah, yeah i think after i explain you now you know and now you say yeah but i i can imagine also one thing is that no, but when you think about like handcrafted things, right? Like 600 is almost nothing. But you people know? Like don't understand. It's just like a really small mm. number of people can be appreciated for this. And here, I'm saying in China, maybe in uh, not in China, it would uh, be a very different game. But here in China, different mindset. Very but different also, mindset. Not, but also too, like when you go to what, like Louis Vuitton or Gucci, you're spending 20,000 for yeah, but you're paying the brand there. Yeah, yeah but of course. But like, like, so I'm not saying like I'm not everyone is scared of this kind of price point. You know, like six hundred, I think is a very reason. I was actually expecting you to say more. I was like, I thought you're gonna say like over a thousand or something like that. But, but six hundred okay. is. But kimono. Let me say like we this kimono set. It's like a silk. As I said, hundred percent silk. So the price, like the whole set, uh, three thousand. Mm -hmm. And uh, it sounds scary here. If someone's like, yeah, how much? Is that? Like three thousand. Uh, okay, bye. So that's why this understanding, like, and we also we consider it as an investment. You invest, as I said, like you can pass exactly. it. Actually, this silk kimono can be given to your, I don't know, children, grandchildren, mm -hmm. or like yeah, yeah, something else. I'm sure also that it depends also what is the, let's say, mm, mindset 
related to the environment where you buy like in the sense that if i'm just scrolling through and i see a post where i just see your clothes without understanding the whole story mm -hmm. i'm in an environment where because i'm seeing it online i'm relating myself to what is the average of the online cost and without understanding all the things behind it but if you would be able like you said for example touching it having the experience of knowing the old thing then your perception is totally different because you are know what you are buying i guess the challenge is how to uh try to express that in the fastest and most direct way as possible for mm. someone that doesn't know the whole thing already mm. that i think is the is the challenge because when you understand that i don't think that price is an issue like um you know when you know the the, 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 the thing like when, when, when i turned 30 i bought myself the most expensive pair of glasses i ever had i spent 850 euros for a pair of glasses that are made of out of one piece of wood by hand by a guy in Italy that he sells through shops and stuff but you know when you would see the price tag I would never think of spending that amount of money not even for a piece of clothes or whatever but man it was beautiful I know that because it's made of wood that pattern that stuff it's only me that can have it even though there is same shapes is a, like a collector items and then you see the the value of the thing of course probably you would not uh buy every week or every month uh, that piece of special clothes and that special that piece of special glasses but that's also the point of it when you're willing to spend that money for quality stuff you are gonna be more conscious and cool in what you wear and not just uh, mm. you know wearing simple cheap things that you throw away and then every now and then the special stuff so it's it's not for everyone that's true but that's also the very good thing about it otherwise i would uh, i wouldn't buy it so you see it's all about if you want to feel special you will you you will go mm -hmm. if you kind of like it don't because for some people like let's say like a mark Zuckerberg, he says like i don't really care about the clothes right so and he doesn't invest into the clothes because for he, for him it's not important and so he, he has like this hundred pieces of shirts and like a similar pants and that's it it's all about like a whose cup of tea is this yeah right. yeah. yeah also because i mean if the very same kimono you would be able to take down the price mm. because you make instead of five you make uh, 100 and it costs half mm. i would not like to be in the same room with by chance with a person that is wearing <laughs> that very same thing that has this beautiful story behind mm -hmm. so you know i think is price in this case is it, it is not an issue because it also filters that situation when did the brand start like like officially kind of like launch like uh, we launched we launched the brand this year february mm -hmm but all of this started like oh that was something like uh, because i was working full-time uh studying in the university and then i was kind of like yeah uh and i live here already in Shenzhen at that time four years and i kind of like woke up by the feeling like 
uh, I think I don't really understand how I live here for four years. It's like <laughs> it just was like, huh? And then uh, yeah, I felt like I don't really live my life because I'm inside of this routine, like as a rat uh, running inside of the world, mm -hmm. uh, just pleasing other people's dreams and desires. So that's like I quit my job. So I finished with the university and I was like, okay, so what are I going to do? And then I was like, because I had this uh, idea for many, many years. And then I was like, I think I'm going to do this stuff. And this all, uh, I started to kind of like talk with the agencies about like open up the company and all of this um, paper stuff. Just January, it was started in January. And then when we actually, actually, uh, open up the company everything was ready to start the business that COVID started right. and then I was like and all the factories were closed, closed like yeah. people yeah, didn't work for six months myself was like yeah, I quit my job <laughs> I was like yeah, was going to start my new kind of like a future life and then I was like okay <laughs> so what's going on and then um, there was a time to actually I was thinking to go back home because I didn't know what will happen here. And I already like invested a bunch of money into this, uh, but uh, the factories didn't work, people didn't work. So yeah, and, it, and then after actually I put myself together because I was like, okay, I already invested myself into this stuff. It's like, I cannot give up. And uh, then I started to search for other people who would like to join the team. Uh, so after we, uh, I, like other people joined this team, we started to look, as I previously said about the like people who can help us to make this. So, and also it took us time to make the closes. And so it means like a, by this year, February, we were, we were like a ready to launch the brand. Okay. Yes. I think that probably on one side, if you look back, the fact that COVID hit and all this situation happened is probably also what allowed you to have the time and the focus to oh, yes. to care to you know to be put on that uh, thing. It's like uh, I think it's almost like what happened with, with us when we had this long time project. Oh, let's do some video. Let's do some podcast. Then thanks to COVID, mm. we had the time to put it together and to dedicate time because you lose that routine that takes away a lot of your time during the day. So I think that if you look backwards, probably is a, is a good thing. It happened in the right moment. I, I would say like, a, yes, I totally agree. Why? Because as I said, like at the time uh, when I quit my job, because I was so exhausted emotionally, I was so down and I'm quite creative person. Like my brain always works, like it always creates the ideas. Mm -hmm. And this is like, uh, even I'm sleeping, my dreams is all about <laughs> ideas. <laughs> But then I was so exhausted that my brain didn't work at all. I was like, yeah, just look, I could stare at the wall like yeah, for hours by trying to like, even like it was off. That's okay. it. And then I'd, uh, I was like thinking to, uh, actually I was planning to go to India, lock myself in some, uh, <laughs> some ashram. Yes, ashram, just like a stay there, I don't know, for a year or two years, just like bring myself to uh, to who I am. Mm -hmm. And then this COVID, 
It's like you don't go to India, just like stuck in your home yeah. and uh, do nothing. At the beginning, it was difficult. Of course. Because like when uh, you are part of this society where your schedule managed by uh, like uh, some institutions, other, yeah. right? Uh, as I said, you're pleasing other people's uh, dreams. But here you are on your own. And uh, it was difficult to me even schedule my day because like uh, I don't need to wake up uh, like in the morning, I can sleep. <laughs> so, but then uh, it also took me time to like yeah, just build up my schedule and to understand like what I want to also refresh the head and I totally agree with you guys that you said you at the time when it was COVID you started to do the things mm -hmm. exactly the same thing started like it happened with me and so like and also there is a good thing uh, um, like because I consider this period of time as like a, a turbulence what happens in the plane right so the plane goes straight and then it starts, starts to shaking, shake shake shake, whole shake. World shook. people scream people think they're gonna die or whatever right. like some people just started to meditate at this time right mm -hmm. so and uh, do some real self-reflecting yes yes right and mm. this is also about like uh, it's about also business because i read so many books about like people who start uh, run the business and uh, what they say it's always there is time where the turbulence happens if you kind of like strong enough you you will survive you will use this turbulence time to actually to like help you to grow yeah. or if you are not that strong so it will break you into the pieces and that's it over mm. so this is how i see this whole like period of yeah, time yeah it's true and from a practical point of view like back to the brand thing um i assume that you are not necessarily or on purpose following the um, fashion rhythm and uh, seasons i guess right or you try to like or you don't care about like a trance no like the seasons oh, like, yeah, like you like want to make sure spring season because if things are made by hand it takes its its time so maybe you know well, yeah by the time we can uh, like it's summer but we're already kind of like <laughs> <past> summer <laughs> Yeah, like uh, also we learn from our mistakes, right? Uh, and we also, uh, what I want to say here, what I learned. Uh, first of all, I'm really kind of happy that uh, I didn't uh, kind of like stop by starting this. Why? Uh, most of the people say like uh, you pay and you go to and study the business in the business school how to run the business or you are crazy enough to <laughs> run the business with zero knowledge. So yeah. that's me. So uh, when uh, I started this, I didn't really know like how the things should be. And in the process, I learned a lot in the process by actually losing things and uh, also falling down, getting up. Uh, we produce like uh, the first, we produce a collection, like uh, we have 14 items, right? So, so when you launched the, the brand, there was 14 items yes, ready? Yes, uh, and uh, the clothes were like, uh, some clothes were re related to summer, some clothes were related, uh, like you could like wear it during the autumn or like a right. spring. Uh, we don't and have you launched in February? Yes. This year? Yes, because we also live in Shenzhen. Uh, and the no weather. Winter, right? Yes, and the weather is here quite kind of like we have two seasons here, right? Mm, not so, here. Uh, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yes, kind of. <laughs> yes, and so that's why. Um, so we produce these 14 items. But now, if I w w if right now I would have this uh, time to make a decision 
would I like to produce 14 items by the producing collection? No. So, okay. uh, and come back to your question, uh, because now we kind of like, it, well, we want to change a bit. We don't want to produce collect like collections. We want to produce uh, like a model, one item, uh, and it could be like according to current season, but it's gonna be only one model of this, not like a, yeah, yeah, I understand. Like many, many models of this. Yeah. So, oh, because I think it can be a good link uh, also to let's say how you promote that because you know every single piece being crafted, also in terms of how you show that and communicate that, um, you have both the process of making that piece and then when it, when it comes out as a single piece without being part of a collection it makes it more uh, special so again there is a story that you can tell about the specific item and not about the specific collection i understand that when you start you you don't want to start with one piece that's also true <laughs> because yes. uh, it's just like what you're gonna do with one piece <laughs> So you need to put them together and also in the way, I guess, that you display things, that you to put them together to show that they can match, whether it's taking photos or, or wearing those things. But um, I think that, yeah, there is the, uh, let's say, the if we look at it from the normal point of view of the fashion business, might be a weakness or a problem, some things in the smaller scale. But if you that thing can be turned easily in what is the special and unique thing that the big fashion brand and the market cannot uh, create because imagine if H&M wants to tell a story about every of the 300 single fucking pieces <laughs> they make every two months it's not possible right, right. so then you can turn around that uh, that thing and can be very good yeah, also for us, it gave us, uh, we kind of knew at the time when we produced uh, this, uh, like a collection, because we wanted to know like uh, what people want. Be we have different variation of clothes and like a style and design. And uh, now we know like what people want. If we would, as you're also right by saying like, uh, if we at the beginning, we would produce only one piece, it just kind of like, uh, really you, you you it's not something to start with uh, and uh, now and it give us like a, a good booster to know like what what people want yeah. so yeah and, and also if you look at it you know um, unconsciously the fact that you are able to set up a corner that looks like an art exhibition by clothes hmm is something that is not so given for granted that is easy to to make because it's it's you know just pieces of clothes so the fact that there are single items is like almost if they are canvases or sculptures or or, or or paintings and the way you experience that is much more close to the creative and artistic industry rather than to the business and the and the and the market so that you know it is not part of the plan but it's a fact that you are able to show and tell your your products and your brand in a way that is 
much more sophisticated, I think, than a mass-produced uh, uh, brand. Yeah, here I would like to also say because, like, uh, also recently we have the new partner join of like joining us. Her name is Cynthia, and um, so. Uh, the thing is like yeah, like myself and herself like the ideas which we uh, kind of set together it's always like yeah, very similar like uh, it's like how the perfect uh, fit goes okay so, and uh, because even we set the corner uh, we set it together it's like yeah, this combination of ideas so brought us to as you say like a, let's say a piece of art so and because also we kind of get this inspiration from Japanese culture like uh, wabi-sabi uh, perfection mm -hmm. in perfection also this is our slogan and uh, by actually mixing up uh, like old new things ugly and beautiful things you create something new so and uh, we try to design even like a way we uh, kind of, we way we want to show our, our clothes we want to show the idea which we apply into the concept yeah because also if we come back to this perfection and imperfection and come uh, come back to china that in china most of the uh, girls women they always run into this uh, perfection uh, perfection face uh, like me as a photographer I face so many uh, times then I, I look at the girl and I'm really love in love with her face like I would like to capture her right now because I see I think she's beautiful and I'm like uh, uh, can I like can make a shot and she's like yeah okay then I showed to her and she's like oh no my face is too fat or my face is too ugly or something yeah. but I think you're beautiful like yeah. why and then this is like a, and then they put these pictures into the app where the app like a, makes their faces perfect <laughs> and yeah, then they post this picture and then and they're kind of happy by seeing this there but in in reality people don't look this way right no, so no, this no. like a perfect shape like an angle cheese and like a high up cheeks all the freckles are gone yes and no yes. wrinkles and everything's like, smooth and but then like but i don't know what, like why people like why it makes them happy to see uh, like themselves there inside of their phones and then they happy that other people see them like this way but in reality they don't look this way and they're not actually accepting themselves how it's they so are. sad you know like it's so it it's so sick with like how we are in society you know and like and you imagine like as a kid right you always go through your parents photos or your yes. grandparents photos and that's like the real like the true the reality of how life was back then but now if you go through like people's instagram or their moments it's all this like fake bullshit that <laughs> you know totally modified and looks nothing like how the person really really is and and then like what you said they don't accept themselves yes you know like you know like because I, I i have the same problem where i film a video and i put somebody in the video you know they're like oh can you do like some ps on my face so i make them too fat or do this i'm like fuck you look so good and so so pretty you know like you don't need any of that bullshit it's, but uh, I would like to say I don't think this is uh, like uh, these people's fault. I think this is society's fault. Absolutely. This is how the uh, even myself being a girl, uh, I raised was uh, like even not raised like yeah, I was facing these stereotypes from around like how the girl should behave, how the girl should look, and in China it's like yeah, it's massively big. 
uh, and because we also we actually did the project uh, by inviting different girls from different industry and they were sharing their personal stories from their like a childhood till nowadays and first of all most of them very successful beautiful girls now uh, but then they are telling the story how they w were like at school uh, taught that the girl should look this way or even the guy we had a story the girl was sharing like she's kind of like she doesn't have big breasts and she's kind of but she's okay but her boyfriend dumped her because he was saying to her oh you your breast is not big enough you cannot like fit our future children what yes and it was like, <laughs> oh my God. is it is it is it is it the real thing and also it's like um at school they had this like a joke that the guys would call the girls as a kind of like airport like if they don't have chest. Yeah, I heard this joke. Airport? <laughs> yeah, actually, they call them like, if the girl has no breast here, they call them like an airport. Because it's okay. flat. Yes, yeah, it's yeah like I, get it, I get it, I get it. I that, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and can you imagine these girls like growing up by this feeling like they are not perfect <laughs> because mm. some guys don't really like them. And then even like another uh, character from our story was telling like uh, she... Uh, opposite she actually got big breast and then uh the thing what was always attracting like yeah, guys was only the breast they didn't really care about her intelligence like yeah her but others their personality or... and so uh and she was like yeah. and sh she kind of like grew up by covering herself inside of the layers trying to oh. hide because she was hmm. intelligent like a smart woman but she didn't like to be kind of accepted just because her like right, body right. features so that's why we actually wanted to, why we started to do this project we wanted to encourage other like a woman to be like themselves and even like a, to younger generation to to not follow this like a social kind of like a rules because myself uh, come back to this like as a photographer I love to see uh, people's like features because uh, this is makes us unique special right when uh, we look uh, like when I look at you guys like I see something what came to you from your parents from your relatives right so that makes you as you are right and even like uh, uh, this makeup things like we try to erase our makeup is not the best thing makeup could uh, like highlight enhance uh, yes uh, not yeah. to cover it you use makeup to highlight your this like a special features of your face but not like totally like remove like and change like the shape of your yes, face yes yes yeah it's a whole new world from what i grew up yeah. no but I, I i i agree with you that it's not about the people it's about the the, the system that surrounds you because if you know that that thing exists then you know that you can comply with and you can use it until five years ago there were no apps that change your face and beautify yourself so you don't even worry about it there's nothing you can do either you do it with makeup or uh, i don't know maybe with photoshop so then when you know that there is this option it creates uh, the fact that you want it and also here because i also talk with many girls i'm like locals uh, and uh, most of the local girls they think like they they what they say to me oh we chinese all look like uh, similar to each other so that's why 
by being a bit different, they do some different manipulation with the face, right? But for me, again, I don't think like Asian people look uh, like the same because I see be beautiful faces and uh, usually even like a, I don't know in the subway because I like to, I like to look at people uh, uh, like sometimes I stare and then I was like oh it's not a good thing to stare <laughs> but then I look at the people like I see the girl like uh, she doesn't wear any makeup like uh, probably she just walk up and go somewhere right but then I see like yeah, how beautiful she is and I look at other girl and I see how they are different actually but I don't know why they think they are like the uh, same right. so that's yeah. why and when I say this to them they don't really believe me because they say like oh you're foreign you don't understand I was like okay <laughs> no but one thing I mean of course you know you would very rarely see a natural blonde Chinese person you know, there there are some things where the 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 range of possibilities in terms of uh, let's say DNA is not the same as in in other uh, countries. But then when you get used to it, you can see the differences. I'm sure that also like 10, 11 years ago, when I was coming to China a few months, go back to the Netherlands and back to China. Sometimes I didn't remember like did I meet this guy or not because you don't get used to features they all have black hair very pointy and so but after you've been here a lot of time of course you see these uh, differences it's like when on their side they think that we all look the same That's when when I mean there's no way in my mind that we can be confused with one another but in their eyes if they are not used to see it they they have the same perception could be <laughs> so for the um fashion brand like uh are you like in like shops so, like are you kind of like selling in like some boutique like clothing stores you're selling it online like how are you guys like pushing the um, the product and the brand and the story to to your customers so we consider ourselves as a sustainable brand. Mm -hmm. uh, what means sustainability? It means like uh, we kind of try to save uh, like natural resources, right? By uh, open up the like actual physical store, it's again resources, right? Uh, it's a space, it's electricity, it's uh, uh, like a bunch of other stuff. So and nowadays, um, because uh, everything is like online, and uh, so that's why. It's actually, and most of the like actual stores uh, like shutting down. They're going also online. And I, I kind of like this idea. Uh, and uh, we are not really planning like even in near future to open up the store. Like yeah, we're still kind of into this uh, idea of having the online platform where people can purchase. But uh, as I said, it always also good to touch the clothes right to right. Like, uh, try the clothes so that's why sometimes we are planning to have this like a pop-up stories mm -hmm. uh, just like it to give this chance to people to see the clothes mm. so yeah and um, basically how we promote um, the brand at we do uh, projects different projects like uh, for example like currently we're running the project which like a name um, is afternoon tea okay uh, so we invite 
a person uh, to spend a day with us, uh, like you're wearing the clothes in different occasions. So like going to coffee shop. So we also uh, like uh, shoot this day and uh, and the person also shares uh, some like uh, quotas which uh, inspire her and also share some uh, personal personal like ideas visions and so we mix up this with her photo so we want because the clothes we produce we don't want the person wear the clothes to change himself because okay. as i said like the idea is we think like the person is the most important uh, thing so the clothes itself is just a frame to help you to like a bright okay. brighter so and that's why we this project uh the person shows himself and also wearing the clothes it's like a mixture mm -hmm. of his uh, personality and the clothes right yeah and before as i said we also had this project where we actually uh was writing like a big articles about whole life of the person by he was would tell he would share like a his uh, like a childhood time and then nowadays things so yeah that's cool that's, i think that's like a very like a i seem like a very unique way to like market it like uh, where you take like a normal person and then you spend the time with them you know, yes. it's, it's very different you know from because like even like you said about this uh, like yeah, we had um, we had a character a girl so she, she's an architect and um, I, I, I think you know like most of the people who uh, involved into art they're introverts like yeah, they're not really talkative and uh, not kind of like oh you're gonna like uh, make some shootings I'm ready like and okay. like prepare these poses you know but then uh, she was like yeah, we spent a day and then she she got back to me by saying like hey, thank you so much because that was my first shooting in my life okay and that was an amazing day uh, and actually i felt so good and we felt ourselves as a therapist okay <laughs> i was just like wow that sounds great and kind of like not actually inviting professional like all the models who represent the clothes they're not professional models even like uh, uh, on our taobao page uh, the person, uh, the model, she's not the professional model. Like okay. uh, she, she's actually a bartender. So, and uh, we wanted to, like reality, you know. Again, yeah, like yeah, yeah. by bringing up these perfect faces, uh, it's kind of against of our like idea. Mm. So we want real people, real stories. Yeah, behind. yeah. No, this I think is, is beautiful. Plus, also, I think it all, uh, it allows you like. Uh, secondary let's say niche channel of uh, reaching out to the network of the of the people that you use or, or that they buy your your clothes because i think that um, probably the most uh, how do you say the, the most possible buyers of of the brands of course are those that who knows the story right and by knowing the story from the person that bought those clothes or by those who wore those clothes or by the people that are part of the project and so on that's the easiest way to know the whole story and be intrigued into into buying it because as i, as I said before 
not everyone maybe spends 20, 30 minutes to read a whole article and watching a lot of videos about something so special. I mean, you need to stumble upon it, right? And using normal people, I think you can be directly uh, pinpointing the possible targets and, and buyers of your brands. That's true. We also want to, um, because we consider our, even like a clients uh, as a family members, because it's, we try to create a community mm -hmm. where people actually, so they know us, we know them. And uh, be honest, like yeah, uh, most of the people who bought our products, I know them. Like, it's right. like, yeah, uh, as I said, also, this is the price. The price is not something like a yeah, unreckless purchase. What people would do, like you just scrolling down the Taobao, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's why uh, I think it's also good that we know, like, yeah, who, who who is buying our stuff, and, like, and they know us. Yeah, 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 of course. You ever make some like parties, like uh, fashion nights or something, where people can they have a little fashion show where people can see the clothes and buy like. 20, 30 girls, have some drinks, that kind of thing? Yes, yeah, so we actually, this like when we launched our brand, mm -hmm. we had a brand presentation party. Uh, so uh, for us, it was like also the time when like the brand was born and then the baby started to walk, right? So right. it's like, it's time to see the world. And uh, we had this runway show uh, where we also invited like not professional models. Uh, so all the models were our friends. So, and uh, we had this runway show and also the runway show wasn't just about walking around and showing the clothes. Again, the personality. So we, um, it, it was like actually as a play, as a theater, we made the story about this, each girl walking down uh, and looking at the mirror, some girl, so she didn't accept herself because she didn't like her uh, like appearance uh, in the mirror so but another girl would walk to her by saying like uh, no you you look beautiful don't look there don't compare because we put like a mirror a magazine so she would look at the magazine then at mirror and she's like oh, i'm not happy what i see there so and yeah it was kind of like a, a play and uh, also all of this was uh, was followed by the monologues which were uh, said by other women how they were suffering and uh, this like the concept of the beauty so yeah this is was our kind of like a party <laughs> yeah, in, the yeah, future, in the future also we're planning to do some parties so but the party is not that the way just uh, show up the brand we want uh, to put the meanings into every uh, yeah. single action we do mm -hmm. but in fact I imagine like when you were saying for example earlier about uh, that is not uh, the plan of having a shop and stuff. Uh, I, I agree that uh, it is not in line with the philosophy, but probably, let's say, f physically, you have a space where you create, right? Uh, maybe it is not a, uh, let's say, fixed place because it can be different places, but I think that the most important... Um, probably space for you to communicate your brand and eventually where people also can see and eventually buy physically is if it would be 
inside the place where you create, where people can literally see, you know, your samples, the pieces, uh, whatever, cut and, uh, I don't know, sewing machines or, or sketches, where there you can even see the clothes and even, uh, like, buy. So it's like when you go to the workshop of someone and you can buy the things that they do. That probably would be, if we may, if I imagine one space, the best place where to be able to... It's like a studio, workspace, workshop, yeah, showroom. Uh, then if, if people, you know, for example, they heard about this from a friend, they want to come and see and maybe buy things, they're not just coming to see the final product, but they are able to experience part of your creative process and the story and the effort that you put behind the, the brands. The, the, the brand, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, um, it's actually a very good idea or something. It's kind of like a lab, laboratory, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's, and we know also like yeah, most of the, like, yeah, it's quite popular open kitchen in the restaurants, right? Right. So, where you come and you see how, uh, you see the kitchen actually. Yeah. It's not like a heater in somewhere and you don't know how your food was made. Exactly. Right? So, you see how they cook your food and you, then you enjoy. So, uh, this also could be a very good idea to create a space uh, where it could be also our workshop and also as a showroom, like uh, people can come and see how the things made up and uh, also it's like uh, nothing behind the wall. Everything yeah. is open. Yeah, it's like, I think it's a new, new way of representing things, um, like not just a store, but by putting humans there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, I, I could imagine it could be a place where you guys are there anyway every day because you are working on something but someone can walk in and if they want they can go out of there with uh, one of your pieces of clothes because well, well uh, the clothes physically when people see them on Taobao and until you, give, you sell to the people where are these clothes? my home in my bedroom <laughs> so you know like they, 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 they're, they're probably in, in a place where mm, nobody but you guys can experience the existence of these pieces of clothes because it's inside a bag inside a box but in this way you know is it, is like uh, I don't remember who was saying this like um, but but they use this uh, paradox in in mathematics in quantum physics that they say if a tree falls in the forest mm. and nobody has seen or heard mm -hmm. this did the tree really fall like if you cannot prove it is it like really there like, for example you say that this piece of clothes there is only five of them mm. and maybe someone can you know there, there's always haters online one day you know and say mm, I've, I know at least three people that have it so it means there's only two left but I mean if physically they have a, a number and they are there you know you are literally showing that thing that is otherwise not possible to demonstrate that's true. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can like say whatever I want, but where is this kind of like, yeah. a, a, if it's true or not, yeah. Then imagine, you know, if every day I'm, I'm going to my studio and you have the studio next to me and I see, you know, that 
every day you guys are there making things cutting doing sketches you know i i maybe one day i will stop to be curious and maybe to buy i i guess you do only woman clothing so i, I would buy something for my uh, girl or, or bring her there and, and that is a way to have a window let's say to the to the audience uh, for showing sharing sorry your your story your your process yeah yes i just was like because like handcraft i i also i love to see like how people making things and even like in my building downstairs like there is a, a kind of like a store but they make like a bags from using leather and it's uh it's actually looks like the fishbowl all the space okay like, yeah and I, I sometimes i just go to <laughs> it's like a meditation for me <laughs> i go down and i just like sit and watch how he makes this bags right. <laughs> yeah how he cuts like gently you know how he's used the pieces and uh and then also i see how this uh bags hanging there yeah and uh, it's it's yeah it's i think it's really nice and cool to see how the things actually made yeah. and then now you you tell me it comes to my mind that you know in front of bionic there is this leather shop mm -hmm. that doesn't even have a window to display the products but because we are always there at bionic and i always see the guy that is using weird tools or mm -hmm. sewing things to do this leather thing and one day he was doing something very weird with a mold. I wanted to see what he was doing. And I entered there to see, started talking with the guy. And I ended up knowing that all the things I see, he made it by hands. And I bought some of those uh, pieces as gifts and stuff. So, you know, it's like that trigger thing that I didn't need those things. But because I was able to appreciate the fact that they are handcraft and stuff that... I bought them, maybe for me, I, I gave it as a present to my staff and so on. But again, because I, I gave value to that uh, thing and it was not because of his products. He doesn't even have a shop. Uh, sorry, he doesn't even have a window shop. So I, I don't see what he does. I just see from the door that he's right. there doing things. So that uh, is the interesting part. For those, who for those of us that give value and are attractive from this, I think that being able to see the 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 process is what um well it's like that jeweler the jewelry guy in um here in nanto he, ha he has like kind of like a u-shaped shop so there's like a wall in the middle maybe i think there's a stairwell or something that yeah. goes up mm. so one side of it is like his showroom mm. and then one side of it is just like his workspace so you mm. you're walking by and you can see him doing and crazy things doing all <laughs> kinds of stuff with his jewelry and it's really fascinating to you know see see the artist or see the creator mm -hmm. and like what you're saying you just look there it's like a meditation yeah you know to see see something come from nothing to also to, because you know to I think to life. The, 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 the two normal situations is let's say if you have a space to show your products is like a shop usually is on the ground floor and if you see at the office usually you don't want to be on the on the ground floor busy street but higher up because you want to have your intimacy but in a situation like yours you want to combine these uh, two things and probably by the time that the business is growing i can imagine you will have much more sample of materials much more mannequins much more you know if, if yeah. the thing grows organically then you will physically also need a space where all the things are are kept uh, together and that's probably 
the best way that I could imagine that is uh, to make it happen, like to literally show the whole thing. No, not being on the sixth floor where someone needs to know where you are, but showing uh, the everyday life behind the clothes. That can be yeah, cool. Yeah, sounds good. Let me send this uh, to the universe. <laughs> send it to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, send it to the moon. And one day, <laughs> like, uh, why not? Why, uh, why not to dream big, right? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would like to have this kind of place. So, the universe. <laughs> oh, it's definitely gonna happen. And it's cool to see like um, people starting their business, you know, following their dream at the beginning stages, you know, and then seeing where where it goes in the future. So I'm definitely excited about your brand. And uh, it's not even a, not even a year old yet. Yeah. You know, but I, I think it's gonna do very well. And I, I love the um, like the story, the vision, the purpose, the perfection and imperfection kind of philosophy, yeah. the long lasting, the longevity, you know, something that you're doing. So I think it's, um, and then what I find right now is that like more and more young people are also gravitating to this. You know, there was a, there was a time in history Absolutely. where your grandfather and my grandfather, where so many things were handmade and handcrafted, and then things went to this kind of like mass production, and everybody lost that. But now I can see like coming back so, so many young young people. You know, young people like finding these kind of like old traditions and falling in love with it again and, you know and bringing, bringing back traditions that for a generation or maybe even two generations were lost or you know or stopped but people are yeah, it, it, it was the normal and it was the normal but then it became the unnormal when then you got fast food and Walmart and yeah. factories you lost all of that you lost that handcraft, you know, or your your father used to make your own clothes, or your grandfather, grandfather you know. Yeah. So, yeah, and also like even like uh, about this photography and cameras, like in, uh, as you now can see, like most of the people like it started to uh, take picture with the film cameras, right? Exactly, so it's coming back. And again. I was like, actually at the time, I started also like uh, shooting by film camera and I was dreaming about the like uh, digital, the digital ca right. camera, right? And so, and now people like <laughs> going back, but I was like, I remember when I got my first digital ca camera, I was like, yeah, for me it was something like wow mm -hmm. but now i was just like maybe, <laughs> maybe. Back, yeah. i mean there was something special about that right like it's also used to use a, a film camera and you know you only have what 24 shots 30 shots yeah on that one film oh yeah on that one roll it's and a moment to, and you had yeah. to make sure you know you really took your time to capture it and you know that moment was special now like and you don't know until it you comes know, like, out if you did everything like I, good. I, like, like all my pictures that I've taken with my film camera, I can almost remember like the moment That's and the time true. I took it and yeah. waiting for the to come back from being developed. Yeah. You know, and like the, those memories. I have thousands of pictures on my phone. Don't even look at. I don't even remember anything about. I mean, I I can see I remember that time, but I don't have that same same connection as I did when I was with that very hands-on kind of filmmaking and when you used to go to like the you know the dark room yeah this and, is and another you used thing, to make right. your own prints and you know put it in the water and hang it up and wait for it to come out or like you know you used to 
plan your like when you're doing black and white pictures, right? Yeah. You used to plan your exposure, or maybe yes. you wanted one part to be kind of lighter and the, you cover yeah. it up, or you know, you do you know, it's more. It was like I don't know. It's a special time. I wish like in my dream house, I want to have a real you know dark room, you know, and do filmmaking, you know, photography again. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like everyone needs this dark room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because some magic happens there. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it's meditation too, you know, like, yeah, it's like a painter, like when you draw something on, on paper or you sketch something on paper, it's more interesting. No, but I think especially computer, as, a, as a creator, as an artist, uh, as a creative person, it's all about the process. That's the part you enjoy the most. I mean, if you don't love your process, there's no way that you can make something cool. You know, like, if you take that away, there's very few chances of being happy about what you're doing. Because if it's only about the final product, then I don't think it's any more as inspiring as uh, fascinating uh, to keep you making doing that in the same way so if you lose the process it's like if one day someone would tell you okay i want to buy your brand and then they want to make everything by factory still same very good products you're still making the same drawing but all that is gone will you like it in the same way Yes, I, I think it's like a, this one, like a slow living. It could be applied yeah. everywhere because uh, like, as I also said earlier, that uh, I think we need to stop a little bit, like stop running. Yeah. We need to enjoy the process. And yeah. me too, actually this like even the business, like I don't know like how far we will go, but I really enjoy the process. And uh, from the beginning, I didn't uh, set this I'm gonna succeed, I'm gonna win the world, or, you know, for me it was like uh, to try, and uh, it's always, even like uh, if you go to casino, like uh, why some people leave the casino broken? Because they go there by the idea I'm gonna win. But if you want to actually enjoy, then you need to have some amount of money, which you already lost here, and then you go to casino, by already thinking you don't have this money yeah you're there just to be in the you moment can just play yeah, just uh, like you be know. there have fun enjoy and if you win good for you right. if you yeah. lost you lost them all earlier so yeah at the end uh, the process is the reason why you do something as an artist as in a creative person because i believe that even the most successful ones in in art and in creativity i don't think they started by thinking about the money and the business because i'm sure that most of us would rather make less money but be sure that you're working for something that you love rather than making more money for working for someone else hating your life on a daily basis because that is something that you cannot buy being able to uh, enjoy your day about things that you create and you do with your own pace and you with your own love that's the that's the beauty of it 
and I think that's what most of the time we end up talking about with all the crazy people. Very, it's a very rare thing too, you know. Like most people live their whole lives just doing some bullshit job, you know, with, with no purpose and meaning behind it. They're just there to get that salary, get that money in their pocket. But it's not like they're they're not living a meaningful life by how they spend most of their time. Yeah, some people are cool so, with that and they don't care. But if you have that, I don't uh, know, man. I think. I don't think most people are cool with that. I just think that most people, most people are either afraid to take that step, or don't know how to take that step, or don't even don't even know what to do, or kind of like this, kind of like uh, in their own brain, like this is what I'm supposed to do and work this job, and that's that's it. But they don't have the idea to fucking, oh, I want to be a baker, so fuck it, you know. Let me get some flour some fucking sugar water open a little shop and i'm gonna fucking bake they just it's a it's a difficult thing for most people to, yeah, to, to break out like physically as in like doing it and also mentally to like get to that point where you can be like let's go yeah. so i also would like uh, to, because uh, i kind of like you uh, mentioned mentioned this a uh, couple of times that uh, i consider myself as a multi-hyphenate person uh, and what it means it means like yeah i actually have lots of uh like yeah, things i like i would like to do and some of them really controversial uh and then i also remember in some age i was thinking like by my by by 35 i i gonna earn my first million so if you would ask me did i <laughs> so like, <laughs> no <laughs> but what i want to say mm, uh, i i just realized that um i didn't earn the million but the knowledge i can consider it as my actually uh kind of like invisible money let's say because uh i think every single person should have this courage to do whatever he wants uh not by because we live one life right and uh, to dedicate your life just doing one thing it's kind of unfair just to yourself mm -hmm. because there are so many like opportunities and options as I also said it's important to try right so and now I know that it doesn't matter where I will be will I be here in China or the life would bring me to some other part of the world right so uh, I know that even I wouldn't have a single penny in my pocket, but the knowledge which I have, yeah. I can earn. Like I can, like I don't know. I'm ready to work as a waitress. I I'm ready to do some other stuff. Like I'm not afraid to do these things because of like this experience. We that are enriched yourself. Yes. Yes. So that's why uh, money itself, uh, it's not an important thing. Money just brings, uh, helps you to bring your dreams to the reality, right? But the most important thing, I think, that's knowledge, which we have. So that's, that has value. And so that's why, as you also said, some people, they work, one work, <laughs> because they're afraid, uh, because everyone is scared about tomorrow. What are I gonna do tomorrow if I don't have money? Because this job gives me money, stability. Every month I get the salary. So, and this stability is like a drug. It's true? Yes, it's mm. keeping you there. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, uh, we need to be more bold. Sometimes maybe you will hurt yourself, 
that without risk the life is like without yeah, trying uh, without trying uh, there's no way to accomplish anything yes. it's true well thank a lot for all the beautiful thoughts and insights for those of you who are uh, listening you will find uh, down here in descriptions and stuff all the links and information to check their works and pass by Nanto until next month to touch and see for yourself and we made the day our second guest is still here making some noise <laughs> but Zarina uh, thanks for coming it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me and that was a really great conversation was great I think we, I think we honestly I think um, we, we need to do a part two <laughs> like in the future because I think I have like so much more I think I could go for hours I want to know about you and the they, they, they have also the, the other partners and stuff couldn't come. So yeah, and plus next time for the anniversary in two months. Oh yeah, in February. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. so. so be ready for part two. Yeah. Yet to come. Okay. Okay. Cool. Again, thank you for yeah. having me. <laughs> yeah, it's our pleasure. Designer out. All right. Bye. See you. Bye bye. <laughs>